What's the high point of family life? Like, like the goal? Not like the, um, like, like of course the end goal is, is heaven and sainthood, um, but like the high point of, of living life as a family, what everything else is for. Could it be school? No. Work? No. Discipline? No. Voca- vacation? Maybe. A clean house or all the laundry done or good meals? All of these things, and everything else that we do, all these things are, are focused on this goal that is rest and peace and joy together. So it looks different for, for every family. Um, I don't know how your family does this. Sometimes families uh, love to just be outside and they'll play a sport or play catch or something like that. Other families love board game nights, those sorts of things, or a bonfire or family dinner. Um, for my family, what this looks like is we, we have dinner together and big, plentiful, delicious dinner. And then once dinner is done, we usually sit at the table you know, for like another hour. And then when uh, that has passed, then we go into the living room where the couches are more comfortable. And we have more food, like cheese and crackers and uh, dips and, and sausage and those sorts of things, beer or wine or whatever. And, uh, and then we just, we'll just be there for like three or four hours. And sometimes people will ask, well, like, do you, do you play games? No. You turn on the TV? Nope. Like, is there a, like a topic or something? Nope. No, we just like, we just sit and, and chat. It's good. So this is, again, what, what everything's oriented to. This is like, this is why, what, what makes for the best part of vacations, or this is like the glory of holidays. It's when we finally get to sit and enjoy and be at peace and rest and, and, and enjoy. So we are all sons and daughters in Jesus of the one Father. We're members of the household of God, the church. And there's plenty to do. Christians, the church, like we, we, we got a lot to do, like, like any family. But for what? Like the glory, the high point, what everything else is for, is for rest and for peace and joy. This is very, very important. The Lord gives us six days to be about our business, but the first day of the week belongs to God. That's why we call it the Lord's Day. And he can, on his day, have us do whatever he wants, because Sunday is not ours, it's his. So, so what are we strictly commanded to do on Sunday? Does the Lord say, since I can tell you to do whatever I want today, you must fast until you can't feel your legs? No. <laughs> Is it to repent in dust and ashes? No. Is it to grovel before the Lord? No. He says, my people on my day, rest, be at peace, and rejoice. So Sunday, basically, it boils down to to like three categories of things, the things that Sunday is for. First one is to worship and to pray, which is, in other words, to be with God in love. The second thing is works of mercy, spiritual and corporal, which, in other words, is to overflow with the love that we have shared with the Lord. And third, we have to put aside servile labor, like the work that we're about all all through the week, which, another way to say this, is to trust in the love that the Lord has for us, to bet on it, to depend on it, to risk something on it. Now, some, some people have to work on Sunday. We understand this. 
to, uh, to serve the common good or sometimes just to keep their jobs so they can support their family. So like if people are in this situation, of course they're not at fault, but it's still, it's still sad, it's not meant to be like that. What God says about Sunday says a lot about his heart and what good he wants for us. And how we approach Sunday says a lot about our hearts and about how we receive good from God. Probably the, the, the most neglected reading on Sunday, the one that I preach about the least, but probably the one that we pay attention to the least, is the psalm right between the first and second reading. So I want to just read this for you. And uh, do, do you remember the psalm response? We, we sang it like five minutes ago. Do you remember what you sang? In you, Lord, I have found my peace. And then we, we, we heard these, uh, these strophes from Psalm 131. Okay, and I would just encourage you to go back to this. Go back to it often. Um, 131. It's easy to remember because it's an important road. 131. So I'm just going to read this for you. Oh Lord, my heart is not proud, nor are my eyes haughty. I busy not myself with great things, nor with things too sublime for me. Nay, rather I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child. Like a weaned child on its mother's lap, so is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever.